0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome, 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 welcome into the Bellringer Podcast, hosted by Sixers Wire with USA today's Sports Media Group. I'm your host, the editor of the Sixers Wire site, Kai Carlin. I got my guy with me, Nick Fryer from DraftKings. Nick, what's going on, bro? Um, not a lot on my end. I mean,
1: it's oh, actually—I shouldn't say—it's a busy time of year for me, but it's like I'm, I'm thinking like comparatively, it's not a lot because you have had a crazy couple days.
0: Listen, I have had a crazy couple of months, Nicholas. I'll be honest yeah, with you. You know, I was kind of telling my friends, right? I was telling, I was talking to my colleagues, and I'm like, dude, we're seven games into the year, and it feels like we're 30 games in, 35 games in, something mm-hmm. like that. Like that's what it kind of feels like right now. Everything that's going on with the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, Nick, this team is—it's it's like a never-ending soap opera. It's kind—it's kind of like that awful TV show that, like, you don't really want to watch because you know it's so awful. Combined uh-huh. with the fact that you just you can't take your eyes off of it. You just want to see what happens next.
1: Yeah, and it's keeping it. up with the Kardashians of basketball right now.
0: That's that's it. That that is pretty much it, man. And you know we're going to talk. We're going to start off with a guy who used to date a member of the uh, the Kardashian family. There. Uh, How do you tell? Benjamin Simmons. I'm so sick of Benjamin David Simmons, and it's and it's getting to be a little ridiculous at this point. Nicholas, it's getting, it's getting. Is that actually his middle name? I think it is, David. I'm not completely sure. I just know people call him that, so. Oh,
1: okay. There you
0: go. I might do a quick Google search to um, c- confirm what what his middle name is, but like.
1: But either way, man, I don't blame you for being tired of. I mean, it's just nonstop. I mean, the uh, you know, it's funny. Um, I actually meant to quote tweet you the other day because I saw. The update that you and Keith tweeted out about him taking more shots, and we'd seen it the other day. Someone else tweeted out. I was looking for your tweet on it, and I couldn't find you. You didn't tweet out that like Ben Simmons was shooting more than he ever has at practice. And you tweet out another thing about him shooting at practice a couple of days later. And I just can't help but thinking of like that that GIF of the worm that's like laying a bunch of bricks because yeah. like I like yeah. okay, he's taking shots, but is he making any of these shots? I don't. I, I
0: doubt it, dude. The whole Simmons thing is absolutely insane. We're, I mean, this just to catch you up on everything. It has been a while since we last recorded this podcast. Um, I actually want to begin maybe recording twice a week for you guys, at least, or at the, or excuse me, at the very least, at least once a week to try to figure this this whole thing out. But um, I want to thank everybody for listening into the Bell Ringer as much as you can. I appreciate it. But last time we spoke, Nick, um, there's been a lot that has happened. Ben Ben Simmons got thrown out of practice the mm-hmm. day the day before the season opener. Um, for not wanting to participate in a defensive drill. He was suspended for the season opener against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, he missed the game. Sixers ended up getting a win. Um, then he cleared the air with the team. He met with everybody, which I thought was good. He, he met with everybody and tried to give his side of the story. And then the players said that they now kind of understood where he's coming from, which, again, once you clear the air, address your teammates, that's a good thing. Then now he claims that he's dealing with a mental thing and he's, he wants to go seek professional help to make sure that he is ready to, go, to get back out there on the floor. And listen, as somebody myself who does kind of go through some mental breakdowns every once in a while, then like, listen, I respect it, man. Go ahead, get what you need to get done and come back out and play. Um, but now the latest report by Ramona Shelburne is Ben's not keeping the team in the loop. He's just kind of showing up and moping and is kind of really wanting to get out of Philadelphia. And it's, just, it's beginning again to really look like a, such a crap situation on both sides.
1: I just can't help but wonder with all this. Like we, you know, when he, when he came back, I was like, wait a minute, what? Cause I think since we last talked, he like that, that all happened. Like he wasn't back with the team last time you and I talked on the show. And uh, I, I just can't like, I was like, comes back and it's like, okay, are you, but are you going to play still? Like, and then he gets kicked, like you said, he gets kicked out of practice and everything that's transpired since then. I still can't help but wondering like, before it was like we're never going to see him play in a Sixers uniform again. Now it's like, are we going to see him play in a Sixers uniform again? Like, I, I still doubt it. Like, if you, like if you ask me, like, put a bet on it, I say I probably lean towards no. We're not going to see him play in a Sixers uniform again. He's good. and I don't
0: know how they're going to get rid of him, but it's just like it's. I just don't think it's going to work out. Here's the thing, though. He's got to play. He's got to play. Daryl Morey hopped on 97.5 The Fanatic with Mike Missanelli a couple weeks ago, and Daryl Morey was like, "Listen." We're not trading Ben Simmons unless we get a difference maker. We're not. Like I don't care. This will this will last 4 years if it has to. And he's got 4 years left on this contract. We will keep him here as long as he's under contract, which makes sense. Ben yeah. Simmons, Ben Simmons nick for all of his warts. He's still a top 30 player, Nick. He's still a guy who can put his imprint on a game and make a big impact without having to score. We all know this. He's an elite defender. Um, at six foot ten, he can handle the ball. He's a great playmaker, and he does a lot of things out on the floor. So for all of that, you still want to be able to get a difference maker for Ben Simmons. And Daryl even admitted it. Daryl Morey was like, "Listen, if we trade him right now, what we're going to get back is role players. And I am not trading Ben Simmons for role players. I am one, I want a difference maker. So at this point, Nick, for him to rebuild his trade value, he has to play." because right now nobody's going to give up that difference maker to get him.
1: You're right. But part of the reason I think you're right contradicts the point you just made about him being a top 30 player, because I can't help but wonder right now, is he still a top 30 player? I understand he has his physical capabilities, but when, and I'm not, and this isn't like about like going through mental struggles and everything we know, like Kevin Love has talked about a ton with, you know, things that he's dealt with too. And I I, yeah, I hear you, like, I know you deal with stuff. I've been there too, especially last year. You know, everybody was tried in some capacity with with the craziness that ensued. Um, but still, I can't help but wonder with him, like there, there's there seems to be something else there. And with his lack of a shot, like I can't help but look at it and say like, is he still, is he actually a top three player in the league? Because I say, no, I'm trying, as you're going through your explanation and everything, I'm trying to rattle through all the different guys in my head. And I mean, I know automatically he has one guy on his team who I put ahead of him right now. Um, and and then you go, there's a list of players that you could still think about it because like it's a 30 team league. Like, are there, is the best player on each team better than him? No, but there are a lot of case, a lot of instances where I would say, maybe they're not better right now, but they're a better player to invest in. Um, you know, going forward because like he's, he's realistically, sh- he should be a, a, the B on his team. It, like, you know, next to, to Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid's obviously like one, like a top 10 guy. So it's a little bit different, but I mean, he's not, he doesn't have a shot though, Kai. Like that's so like, uh, it's hard for me to put him in top 30, like in def- felt comfortable saying that.
0: Now see, it's easy for me to say it just because I've been covering the dude his entire career. Of course. And, and you know, like I-, I watched every single game he's played. And the impact that Simmons can make in terms of, you know, being able to disrupt the team's offensive game plan and with his length and his size on the defensive end, then offensively his ability to get into the paint and set up guys like, you know, Seth Curry and Danny Green and Tobias Harris for open three pointers um, for Conkorkmaz. You could throw him in there as well, who have benefited from playing next to Ben Simmons. The, the jump shot thing, which is weird, Nick, because, he, can, he could go from top 30 to top 10 in my eyes mm. if he had a jump shot. If he would just be aggressive on the offensive end, take jump shots, and get to the foul line and actually knock him down, Simmons is that good in my eyes. I understand he doesn't get the same type of love from everybody else, which makes sense because, I mean, he really hasn't proven much. But there's a lot to like about Simmons' game. And it's understandable for Morey to want some type of real difference maker value in return. The thing is, though, you're not going to get Damian Lillard right now. Uh, you're not going to get Bradley Beal right now. You're not going to get C.J. McCollum or um, mm-hmm. or Luka Doncic or, or any of these legitimate difference-makers, superstar type of players because he hasn't played. And right. Can't. so on top of that, so on top of him not having a jump shot and on top of him not playing and being a little bit of a malcontent and not keeping the team in the loop and everything else in between – that is going to drive a lot of teams away. So, in order for him to rebuild his trade value, he's got to play. Like if, like, if you want to get traded, Ben, you got to get out there and play and rebuild your value and go from there while also helping the Sixers win basketball games, which is ultimately what they want. So, he's got to play.
1: Yeah, he, he absolutely does. No question about it. And I just po- tried to find a quick list of like top 100 players or whatever. Um, and he's on the, I have him on the, like, probably the back end of the top 30 players in the league. Um, yeah, you know, in the back end, yeah. What?
0: He's definitely in the back end of the top thirty, but like, he's yeah. At
1: the top they like I'm. I have a CBS list. I don't know who wrote it, and I don't frankly care because they have Draymond ahead of Ben Simmons, and I don't think I'd do that. But yeah. they also have they have Jaw, um, and they have uh, Clay Thompson, and I know Clay's you know got the injury and everything, but like, I guess it's not fair. But either way, ja, I'd have John Morant ahead of Ben Simmons. I understand the physical differences, but John Morant's a fucking gamer, um, and he's. You he would
0: put John ja of Ben? I don't know if I would yet.
1: Yeah, I, I, well, I, dude, because what Ben is, has done in Philadelphia is like, he's been nothing but a disappointment. I understand the individual accolades, but that is, look. You are in a city. You don't need me to tell you, but I'm going to say it anyways. You're in a city where they care about winning. I understand that Philly doesn't win a ton of shit, but Philly cares about winning. And this whole process and everything like that, right? Joel Embiid has started to hold up his end of the bargain over the past few years. He's grown. He's, you know been able to stay healthy. I know he's dealing with a knee thing and everything like that, but he's grown a ton as a player um, and he has not crumbled where he's got guys like Shaq and Chuck going and shitting on him as much as he has he'll clap back and stuff I think he has responded well to that and better than the average player in today's game would where you know sometimes those guys get criticized for being soft whatever that's a whole another thing Ben Simmons has done the exact opposite I feel like he's gone in the opposite direction he's he is you could say he's more physically gifted in Joel in some ways because he's more athletic he's more agile and mobile but he hasn't done as much with it. And that's where like, I, I, yes, he's probably still a top 30 player in the league. That's fine. When you look at like that list, it, there's definitely a significant difference when you just look at talent, but man, like he doesn't have a shot and like what he does for the Sixers too. It just like, it contradicts what, what Joel does too. you know, being an interior presence and everything. So on the offensive side, I'm not talking like defensive, I get it. It's important, but you need to play offense in this league. It's not, you know, it's not friggin. You know, like baseball where you can have one guy who's a defensive player and he makes a big difference, and that's even in like you just need that it when it's a two-way sport.
0: I, I, I hear you what you're saying, and I agree to a certain extent because if Simmons would have just had a jump shot, even not even a jump shot, Nick, forget that. If he would have shot just 50% from the foul line in the postseason, then yeah. his Sixers probably sure. would have went to Eastern Conference finals last year against, you know, battled the Bucks and, and then who knows at that point because Sixers were playing terrific basketball mm-hmm. all, all throughout. Um yeah, man, he did a believe out of me last year. Yeah, listen, I get it. At the end of the day, though, you should still be wanting top talent for Ben Simmons. So, I mean, listen, i yes, I'm, yes. I'm 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 completely with Daryl Morey on this one. You 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 should be waiting it out. Also, he's under contract for four more years um with the 76ers. I'm not sure what he thought was gonna happen. He's under a league contract to legally play for the Philadelphia 76ers for four more years so I'm not sure what he expected. I'm not sure what his, his agent, Rich Paul, expected. Like, man, like, this is how professional sports work. You're under a contract. You, sh- you need to come out there and play for your team. And the Sixers want him to get out there and help them win basketball games. And on the flip side, it helps you rebuild your trade value, and then they can give you what you want. So I don't know when he's going to play Nick, but I think he is going to play. I did predict that he would play in the upcoming road trip. They have mm-hmm. a road trip midway through November. They got to go to Indiana. And then they go to Utah, Denver, Portland, Sacramento, and Golden State right before Thanksgiving. They got six games out on the road. So mm-hmm. I, would, I, might, I predicted that he would play in one of those games during that trip. Because, A, it's away from the ridiculous yep. rap he's going to get from the Philadelphia fans once he does take the court. Because, um, I mean, you know, Philly fans are going to kill him. And then secondly, mm-hmm. there's going to be less media for him to have to deal with, too. Because I'm not going on the road. I know a lot of Philly guys that are not going on the road like that. The only Philly media members he'll have to deal with are maybe the the couple of people from the Philadelphia Inquirer and maybe a one athletic guy, and then he'll have to deal with maybe the National Writers, but like I just kind of feel like they he would that whenever he does play it's going to be on the road. That's is going to be mine. It opinion. makes
1: a ton of sense. That's a great call. I I I think that 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 road trip makes even more sense um in general. That that's a fucking great call. Um and and I oh, man I, I I just when you talk, we bring up the Daryl Morey stuff and how it's like, yeah, he says it's four years and everything like that. I mean, that's you know he's trying to you know make a power move on Rich Paul and everything, be like, hey, get your guy to fucking play, because I, as much as I'm sure what Ben's going through and trying to you know, see a, a doctor or professional help or whatever it is for his mental health um, problems that he's dealing with, I'm sure that, that I'm not going to question that. I'm not going to question anybody on that sort of thing, but. With with him, all this Rich Paul is definitely the puppeteer. There's no there's no two ways about it, and we don't need to look far to see what he's done with other guys. I mean, especially with Philly and New Dowell and what happened with him and all the frustrations there, right? Right. I think that like the, the, that's where Moore is trying to have that pissing contest with him right now. Yep. But at the same time, there is not there is no doubt in my mind that this like the, at some point Daryl's gonna like he's gonna have to bite the bullet because I just don't think no matter what. That the, I don't know. It's I, I think he's gonna have to wait like that third year, and he's gonna be like, "I'm not getting what I want," and we gotta get something for Ben Simmons because he's not gonna, he's not turning into the guy that we want. And by that point, it's gonna be too late because then you know, they're not in the driver's seat for making the trade, and like there's one year left on his contract. He hasn't lived up to shit. Blah blah blah. He's aging, so like I, I don't. Like, he can say these four years things, but to me, it's a little bit of smoke. Um, and like I think by that third year, like because I I think he's not getting traded this year I don't think he's getting no. traded next year like no, why would any
0: team do that right now at the time why would you take a gamble on him at that friggin' price again if he plays and he he, can, he 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 can again show off his value and his skills and his impact out there on the floor then that would be a huge help and then he could probably probably be traded by I don't know the deadline mm. so but it all but again it all comes down to him wanting to play like, like that like that's the thing. It's all going to come down to him actually having to go out there and play and be Ben Simmons. Because if he's not, then, yeah, he's not going to get traded this year because Sixers aren't just going to give him up for pennies on the dollar and no team is going to give up the difference maker that Daryl Morey is looking for. So... Yeah. that's great. At the end of the
1: day, any team worth their salt though is going to say, "Hey, like, let's see what he looks like in the postseason." Because I, I have zero doubt in my mind that the Sixers are going to make it even without him. Yeah, um, right. Even if it's average Ben Simmons, they should still be making it to the postseason as long as Joel Embiid is healthy for the majority of the season. Of course, if you don't have him, that's a totally different story. But assuming Joel is fine, you know, throughout the, the majority of the season, they'll still be there. Let's see what he looks like this postseason. Is he going to be the same guy? Because then again. I'm gonna that continues to knock down the asking price if I am any other team because he's a risk and it's like for what you're paying for he's a very very big risk and for like a, you haven't seen the shit you need to see from it.
0: Yeah, it really is. But at the end of the day, there's I feel like there's going to be one GM that's going to look at him and be like, yeah, you know what? I can get the most out of Ben Simmons. It's kind of kind of how I feel that it's going to happen mm-hmm. eventually. Um, speaking maybe, of this, maybe the Pistons. Oh God. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want him in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Cunningham. See in my future. You, we'll take Ben Simmons. There like, you go. I like, I like Kate Cunningham. Let's just see what Cunningham can do. Um, uh, but before, you know, I, I begin clamoring for Ben Simmons to go to Detroit. Uh, but second, but speaking of the Sixers out on the floor, they're five and two to start the year. And they've had a lot of stuff they've had to deal with Nick between the Simmons situation. Uh, they, they just came up with a win over the Portland Trail Blazers while missing Joel Embiid due to rest. Um, they did not have Tobias Harris because he mm-hmm. entered the league's health and safety protocols about maybe half an hour, 40 minutes before the game even started. Um, and then they lose Danny Green midway through the third quarter. So that's already four regular starters from last year's team that you're down, between Simmons, Harris, Green, and Joel. And somehow Nick, they somehow beat the Portland trailblazers by 10 points. Because they get 23 points out of Seth Curry, 21 from George Niang off the bench, 16 coming after halftime. Andre Drummond filled in admirably for Joel Embiid. 14 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, 5 steals, and 0 turnovers. He's the first player since Hakeem Olajuwon in 1990 to have at least 10 plus points, 15 rebounds, 5 plus assists, 5 plus steals, and 0 turnovers in a game. So, Jesus. Uh Jesus. Good for Andre Drummond doing something we haven't seen since Hakeem, the dream, Elijah hell of a run for him. He was, he was terrific. Drummond's
1: uh, my dude too. I heard he talked to you the other day and dropped some knowledge on you that I absolutely loved. I'm, I'm, I am so pro Andre Drummond right now. And he also might be on my dynasty fantasy league team. So, you know, but either way, I'm, I i can not remember what he said to you the other day. Uh, I'd rather not repeat it. Um, oh, I'll tell everybody what you said, what he said to you then. That's for sure. I'll, I got you. So, I actually you want to be humble. I totally respect that. So for those who don't know, Kai was talking to Andre Drummond the other day, and he, you asked him about what's it like coming off the bench because he's been a starter throughout the entirety of his career. And now, you know, he's in this bench role coming in behind uh, Joel Embiid and everything. And he told Kai that, he, that Andre Drummond said that he is the Alfred to Joel Embiid's Batman which, I mean, is just great. I've never heard someone say that. It's always Robin to Batman, and I just – I appreciate the analogy. Please give Andre Drummond my best when you see him again, Kai, because I think that's just great.
0: Uh, I'll, I will tell him, but I'm not happy that Andre used a Batman reference considering Batman is a terrible superhero and oh. one of the worst of all time. So I'm definitely a little little upset over that.
1: Take so. it up with Andre Drummond, not me, because I think uh, – you know. It, See, let's see how tough you are. Where were you when he said that to you? You didn't get Did you say anything?
0: Well, we were at MSG. It was shoot around the morning of their their, their loss to the Knicks, and I was just talking to Andre, and just asking him. I got him a, a one-on-one, and you know, he told he told me that it was a good. It was a good quote but uh yeah i don't, I don't like batman i can't say you
1: didn't give him shit for it you didn't say oh what the hell man i hate batman how are you gonna how are you gonna play me like that
0: I, I i couldn't i didn't i didn't i didn't want to like you know ruin a player mm. reporter mm. relationship right off the bat like that just you know I, so i just accepted it i was like all right man cool yay batman
1: <laughs> we got to see we got to see if we can get him some or if he can get some uh Bat- the Batman logo on his shoes. Cause I know I've seen Like I remember taco fall and I think Marcus smart had it too, where they had Naruto on, or is it, it I think, I think smart had dragon ball Z. So we got to get, uh, we got to get Andre Drummond to get Batman on his shoes. The Batman logo. I'd love that.
0: Speaking of Marcus smart, what's going on with the Boston Celtics,
1: dude. So bad, man. I mean, at some point you got to ask yourself, like what's wrong with the two J's at the top? Because if there's an effort issue being brought up over and over again, it's like, well, who is it? Like, which one is it? And personally, when I never feel like if there's one thing ever since he joined, ever since he was drafted by the Celtics, I've never felt like that was an issue with Jalen Brown. I think that Jason Tatum is immensely talented. He is the more talented of the two players in terms of physical gifts, shooting ability and everything. Jalen Brown has grown a ton, though, as a shooter. I cannot help but think like. I like guess Tatum is part of the problem because Marcus Smart's not a, an issue when it comes to hustling, and Al Horford is. Pr- I mean, he's older, so like, how much can you really say effort's a problem with him? Like, he's just part of it
0: is aging with him. So, like, I and I mean, Schroeder's Sh- a pain in the ass too. So, it's like, who is it? I don't know, man. That, that's for a different podcast, though. But like, the Celtics are hmm? def- Celtics are definitely, and uh, there are definitely some issues going up mm-hmm. there in Boston. But listen, the Sixers listen five and two. Um As I mentioned, Drummond's been playing well. George Niang has been a really good addition. Seth Curry's really been great. Joel, he got off to a slow start, but Joel recently has been playing pretty well. He missed a game against Portland to rest. He'll be back November 3rd, Wednesday, against the Chicago Bulls. And then they have a back-to-back with the Detroit Pistons and Thursday out in the Motor City. So, um, listen, the Sixers, honestly, have been playing a little bit better than I thought they would. I didn't think they were going to beat the Atlanta Hawks. I also didn't think they were going to beat the Portland Trailblazers. No, why would you think they beat the trailblazers without their best players? Right. And yet they were still able to pull out a win. So I give credit where credit is due. Doc has kind of, Doc Rivers has come up with a pretty good game plan here to start the season. He's getting the most out of his players. Um, Listen, George Niang has been huge. Niang is averaging Mm. 10.7 points. He's shooting 43% from deep on like five attempts off the bench. That's huge. Such a great addition and a huge upgrade over Mike Scott because Philadelphia's bench last year was so bad nick the philadelphia's Mm -hmm. bench unit like at the minute the starters went to the bench and they would put that second unit back second unit in there things would just go south quickly like i remember game one against the hawks last year and uh they i think doc pulled his starters with the team down by eight to kind of make a point the bench goes in and they go from being down eight to being down 20 in a span of like a minute and a half so um I don't think that would happen with this year's group. I think Shaq no. returning has been huge. Um, but Niang and Drummond specifically, those were the two free agent pickups. And not a lot of people were giving the Sixers much props for that. They were kind of like, oh, my God, why are you only bringing in George Niang and Andre Drummond? But they both have been really, really good additions. I will give them that. I mean, I'm not a huge Drummond guy. Right. A lot of people, everybody knows that. But um, I will give credit where credit is due. Drummond has been really, really good to start the season. He's been great.
1: Yeah, I think, I think Miang is an easy one that can fly under the radar, but he's a guy who's like a little bit of a jack of all trades. And that's what you, you know, look, you need to have guys who have certain roles off the bench. You need a sharp shooter. You need a big man. Um, you need a guy who can be a, like a lockdown defender more or less. But when you have, you, you, it also is valuable to have a few guys who can kind of do a little bit of everything. And George is going to give you that too. So, I mean, like that is definitely one, like, I, don't get me wrong. I like George Nang and everything, but definitely when I look at like the, the transactions that happen in the off that's not one of the first ones that I'm ever going to bring up. Drummond, on the other hand, is one that I bring up. And, of course, I do think of you when I hear Andre Drummond coming to Philadelphia because, you know, we've had conversations about it before because he was linked to the Celtics in the years past, too, and everything. And just Drummond's a guy when, you know, he was coming out of Cleveland and everything, will come out of Detroit, too. But, like, he's just, where's he going to go? Where's he going to Where's the right fit for him? Because, um, you know, this guy's been, you know, on a bad team his whole career. And, you know, are his numbers inflated? Blah, blah, blah. Is he someone who can guard Joel Embiid? That's something that came over the years, too, for teams that, you know, have to deal with Joel in the postseason. But like the, looking at him in a bench role, as much as you know he thrived when Joel was out. I mean that's going to be the case every night Joel's out. If you're looking at it from a fantasy perspective, he's a must start. Absolutely, Joel, Drummond is a must start. Um, but in general, when you're looking at it from the Sixers' point, like. This is perfect. Like This is a guy who's going to come in. He's going to grab boards like a madman. Yeah, maybe he's going to – maybe you won't love what he's, you see on the defensive end from him sometimes. Maybe you do like what you see um, outside of the rebounding, but he's going to do – like he's going to get you boards. You're not going to get beaten on the glass when he's out there, and that's huge. Like it. it like you, you should expect a drop-off from Joel Embiid or whoever your starting center is to your bench center. And with Joel Embiid, it should be an even more significant gap. But Drummond is a starter, starting center – on a lot of NBA teams still. So, like, that gap is, like, is not as small as it can get, but it is immensely minimalized. And, and Drummond, as long as he – he doesn't need to do more than he's doing right now, in my opinion. Like, he just keeps this up. You guys are in great – they're in great shape.
0: I think he's been great. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily a starter in this league anymore. Um, but – I mean, I, I, didn't I say there were great
1: teams. He'd still start on. No, start. For
0: sure, But like whenever Drummond kind of comes into the game, like even in his bench role, he does a lot of good things, but then there are so many bonehead plays where you're just scratching your head. Like, dude, what are you thinking with that one? Um, There, there was a play the other night, Nick, I forget who they were playing. I think it was against Atlanta. He like grabbed an offensive rebound and tried to behind the back pass out to the corner to a to a three point shooter. And it was like, dude, what are you doing? Like <laughs> The Andre Drummond experience is interesting. I will I will say that it's an it's an interesting time whenever he comes into the game. Well, listen, he's been good. Um, Niang, uh, like I said, Niang has been a huge addition. Just going from Mike Scott to Niang has just been it's it's like night and day. Like he's been mm-hmm. so good for Philadelphia to start this year. Um, uh, Seth Curry has I think this is the first time Nick that Seth Curry has been on the same team two years in a row. Like I I think this is it for him because. <laughs> I think in 2018 19, he was with Portland. Um, the year before that, he was in Dallas. So, yeah, so 2017 18, he was in Dallas. The year, but the, the next year, he was in Portland. The year after that, he was back in Dallas. The year after that, he was here in Philadelphia. Uh, so, yeah, this is like the first time in his career he's been with the same team two years in a row. And it's apparent like he's been really good to start the year. Just, he understands his role, he understands what he has to do, he understands, you know, being able to put the ball on the floor and make plays for others. So, Curry's been, been uh, huge for them. Um, And then there's Tyrese Maxey, who, listen, Tyrese Maxey is 20 years old in his second year in the league, having to lead a team with championship aspirations Mm -hmm. as a point guard. While he's not even a real point guard, he is a scorer. He does not know how to run an offense, at least to uh, a championship level. And to start the year, Nick, he's been all right. That guy I credit. He's been very good defensively. I thought he was very good against. Roy Young. I thought he was very good against Damian Lillard. Um, he is turning the ball over a bit, but again, he's twenty. He'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like this again. We're talking about a situation where it's like you should, like this is your backup point guard. Like you shouldn't be expecting what you think like Ben Simmons is necessarily going to do, and actually, you know, maybe on some teams you would go and invest in making him. But even then, he's just score. Like most teams probably aren't going to invest in him being their starting point guard. They want him to be a shooting guard instead. Um, if if he was like uh, supposed to be a starter for them on the regular, but with him, man, it's just like like you. Uh, yes you talk about like he's young and everything but like you just i wouldn't think you'd have high expectations for him to begin with because he's not supposed to be in this role like this is not what he's supposed to do like you want to have shake being the backup point guard and having ben being the guy who's starting every single freaking night and now you don't have that right now so to me like this is it's huge for his developmental process and honestly kai like we're, we're in an ideal world for the sixers if ben simmons came back and like if he was what he's been in the regular season consistently and the, like, and then maybe took a slight step forward from a you know, previous postseason Ben Simmons, that would be like, then this will have been, I think a net positive experience too, because of what has gone on with Maxi because of the development that this guy's had in this short period of time, I mean, that's freaking huge. You can't like, you're never going to get this. You can't replicate these kind of reps that this guy's getting in, in a game, like in a practice setting
0: or him coming off the bench. There's a lot of pressure on him right now. Like I said, he, he stepped up in a lot of ways. Yeah, he's been doing pretty well. Even against Portland, he had 10 points and seven assists. And he, I think, I think he had three turnovers, which were like, I think one of them was like, oh, ye- yeesh, that's bad. That's like rookie level. But mm-hmm. when, again, he's 20 in the second year. And I mean, he's he's got like a really good support system there. You know, I asked Portland Trailblazer coach Chauncey Billups, like, what he kind of thought about Tyrese. And, you know, Chauncey obviously is a championship winning point guard. And, you know, he, he had a lot to kind of go through and deal with the way Tyrese Maxey is. And Chauncey was like, listen, I like him. He's got he's a high energy guy. He's got some good support system there. He, he's learning from Doc Rivers and Sam Cassell. Um,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. obviously on Doc's staff as well. But then he's also got a superstar in Joel to kind of like be like, hey man, um, I'm gonna refer, to, I'm gonna defer to you. And then, you know, whatever you really need from me, I got it. Uh listen, he he's been a willing three-point shooter, three-point shooter. He hasn't really made a lot of them, but at least unlike a certain all-star point guard. Tyrese will actually take three pointers. So it's, like, it's definitely a big help for the offensive bit, at least in my opinion, that there is a little bit more spacing out there on the floor, not just between Tyrese, but when shake Milton's out there too, and you are running things. So uh, that, that, that's been something I've noticed. I think the Sixers actually have the number one offense to start the season so far. Like they've been, I think they're number one in offensive rating. They're they're in the top 10 of fast break points. So Is is definitely very good to kind of start the season. Tyrese. that's
1: what's so like. Look, I was I've said it before in the show, like, I was born and raised a Celtics fan, and I did like so for me. A lot of my loyalties to the teams that I grew up watching have kind of died away a little bit, as much as I, I like covering those teams for the time that I did. But the teams that I hated growing up, or was you know raised to hate, like, I still don't like those teams. And the Sixers are not a team that I particularly have a lot of love for, but from an objective standpoint, like, this is a team that should be contending for a title. And with Joel Embiid healthy, you are, you know, you can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You could possibly win that if another team has an injury. And if it's the Nets and they don't have Kyrie, that does change things. But that's why Ben Simmons and all this shit, as we're talking about all this, is so like, for me, as someone who doesn't care if the Sixers win or not, it's like like the, the, hearing with all this stuff about without, without Ben Simmons, it's like this team is good. Like without him, good. this is a good team and like fuck man like if you had ben simmons and he just wasn't so like he didn't just crumble completely if he was just himself like what he is in the regular season i understand teams adjust and all that crap in the course of a series and you see him every other night blah 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 but like man you could just be like th- this team would be different like that th- like they would be would be we'll be having a conversation more about like it's like is it Bucks Sixers or is it Sixers Nets you know where we're looking at like but now to me it's still like Bucks Nets because the Ben Simmons stuff. like Joel's great and everything but those two teams ahead of him, it's tough to say like yeah that the, the like the, the Sixers are the third team and like they can absolutely leapfrog either one of those teams cuz you don't have like that like Joel has a, Joel has a, an Alfred but he doesn't really have a robin.
0: Yeah, somebody has got to step up. I still think it's going to be the Nets though because I still feel like Kyrie Irving is going to get vaccinated at some point. Uh, did you see what he posted on Instagram the other day? Uh, yeah, like he was like Neo from the Matrix. Uh, it was it was Morpheus. Just to put oh, it, make sure, fact, I got to fact check
1: you on that one. You get your shit right. I've actually never mm.
0: seen the Matrix, so how dare you? I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm not coming on the show again until you watch the
1: friggin' Matrix. This is bullshit. What is this nonsense? <laughs>
0: the matrix <laughs>
1: <I> apologized
0: <laughs> you don't mean that i don't believe you for one second no i'm so serious i've never seen the matrix i believe that part but i don't believe your apologies it's oh oh i mean i, I don't know i'm just i didn't i didn't realize that it, it was a required watching i didn't realize that. oh
1: my god what's not but either way like he, that's him saying like like you like know like he knows things that other people don't he's taking the I forget which pill it is, but he's taking the pill that like now he has him seeing everything. He's like, he's playing chess when we're all playing checkers and stuff. Like I look, you're, everybody's entitled to make their own choice at the end of it all. And I think he is happy with the choice he's made and he's going to stick with the choice that he's made. And honestly, like with the amount of money that that dude has made, he can kind of make whatever choice he wants at the end of the day. It's like, I don't
0: sorry. know. Sorry. I don't know. Again, I kind of feel like Kyrie will look at Brooklyn's situation and and realize that they do need him in order to take that next step. And I feel like Kyrie is going to kind of suck it up and eventually do get vaccinated and get back out on the floor for the Nets. But, I mean, we'll see. Just We'll, we'll see what happens. Well, um, Kyrie
1: is a good thing, is a huge thing for the Sixers because that automatically it's a, it's a huge elevates
0: thing for the Sixers. and definitely yeah. is. But, I mean, this, I feel like at some point then, yeah, I, I think he does just suck it up and go get the shot. Nick, wh- where can everybody find you at, man?
1: At Nick underscore Fryer on Twitter. You can also read all my stuff over on uh, the DK Nation playbook, uh, DraftKings news website and analysis website. And also watch us on the sweat where I'm mainly doing basketball stuff over there. Now that baseball is finally coming to an end.
0: All right. And also you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Kai underscore Carlin. Make sure you guys go check out sixerswire.com. You can check out the bell ringer on Spotify, Apple, uh, wherever you check out your podcast. Thank you guys so much for reading. Uh, we hit, again, over 1.5 million views in October. So, again, thank you so yes. much for everything that you have done for, for me and reading and everything else. I appreciate you all. And uh, let's have a good season this year. So Because, you know, like I, I will obviously be up to with you guys on everything, uh, uh, you know, regarding the Philadelphia 76ers. Nick, thank you so much for coming on with me, man. I appreciate it. Always. And with that, we're out. We'll see you guys next time on The Bell Ringer.